Good day, everyone. It's another episode of After Charges, courtesy Ministry of Perfection. We are here again telling you and discussing what we learned during the service. For me, it was the talk show. The talk show that the teenagers had today was quite interesting, and I'm proud to be part of it. So what are you? Oh, I really enjoyed every part of the talk show. It was so educating. Like, I never expected something like this. It was a bomb. <laughs> like, I'm telling you. You missed a lot because we had our program yesterday and it was really, really interesting. We couldn't have all the presentations. That's why we have to move this one to today. So I want to be discussing the link today with me is... Confidence. Eki. Smart. And Etiosa. Okay. Eki, I'll start with you. Today, what did you learn from the service? Um... Today, Pastor actually preached about the Rehoboth experience. And according to what he said, he said Rehoboth experience is the grace to flourish, af uh, affecting everyone and everything connected to the family. So this Rehoboth experience actually deals with within the family. Let's take Isaac, for example. During Isaac's time, Isaac dug a well, but it was taken. Isaac never gave up. That's why one of the reasons why some don't experience Rehoboth is because they give up. So... To experience real but fully, we should never give up and do the right thing and will flourish in every area. Thank you very much, Eki. Confidence, what did you learn? Okay, um, there are a lot of amazing points that came out today, but my point is point five from how to have real but, um, family real but experience. He said having someone in the family whose heart is one with God through the spirit of love, mercy, and graciousness, that was the point for me. Because you can't say you want to be the intercessor for the family, you want to be the one who is a warrior for your family, and your heart is not full of love. You can, there can't be acrimony in the family, and you say you want to pray and have a robust experience. That atmosphere is not an atmosphere for God to move or bless you. And I love the um, example that Pastor gave. He mentioned the, um, a story where a lady and her husband had conflicts. And that kind of situation is very easy for you to be avoidant. It's very easy for you to say, and hey, you will not know the time he left the house or something. And that would have been a situation that would have, she would have remembered it, if that man died, she would have remembered it throughout her lifetime. She may never yes, even yeah. forgive herself for that situation. But just saying, let us pray. And I believe that many times, the devil just come with those kind of situations mm -hmm. to make sure that there's trouble. So that that pain and those things, yes. Because your heart is already, you're already angry. You're already yes, very true. So that's it for me. It's really love. Even when um, you may not like what is happening or you're offended, Pastor said you will definitely be offended in your family because it's family. There should be love, there should be mercy, and there should be graciousness. Okay, for Sumar, please let me hear what you learned. Okay, I actually learned a lot of things. Like uh, every part of the message was a blessing. But there is something I actually picked uh, in how to become a family how to have a family robot experience, the point series, saying having someone in the family who has spiritual maturity, ability, sensitivity, and wisdom to lead the family on the direction of God's will and presence. Like the pastor said that God is just looking for a man. It does not have to be everybody. You see sometimes in, in, families, in families, you see issues like the wife will be like, the husband is not here. They're always having issues like, why are you not here? Come here, come on, pray now, stuff like that. Then tell the children, you have to come and be part of it. If it doesn't work like that, you just have to be the person that will stand, stand at the gap to pray on behalf of the family, carry the family along. And when God see, sees that you are always doing this, he will move and touch the heart of the rest members of the family because he said in his word that the 
heart of a king in, is in his heart, is in his hand. So he will touch their hearts, and by, the, by as time goes by, they will join you and start praying. Okay. Just like Smart said here just now, it just the part that really, I really, that really blessed me. Let me put it like that: was when Pastor said, even if your, for example, your spouse or your children are not joining, you can take it upon yourself. You don't need a multitude. You don't need a crowd. That one, you standing on the gap in the family is more than enough for God to do what he wants to do. More than enough for him to move and for him to bless you and have that real birth experience. You don't need to wait for everybody and start shouting and quarreling that they're not joining you alone in this. That's it's more than enough. That's what I really took home today. For me, I like the part when Pastor pointed out the fact that God is not looking at your outward appearance, not looking at what qualities, what physical qualities does this person have. He's after your own heart. What heart do you have? You have a heart of love. You have a heart of patience, a heart of commitment. That's what God is looking out for. He's not looking out, are you tall, are you short, are you big, are you fat? I like, well, God left every other person and picked David who was in the bush. That is to say that God uses the the, the, the despised things of this world to shame the wisdom of the wise. I'm very... I'm very particular about that point because many people feel like I'm not good enough. I'm not the one that God is looking for, but you can take it upon yourself. You might be the one that in the family people don't even look at. For the ones who call anybody, for example, now you know that like we had a talk show today and we're talking about is there a favorite child? You might not be to say in, in, in quotes that you might not be the favorite child, but if you can take it upon yourself. And I also like when Pastor said, Real birth experience is not just for one person. Mm-hmm. It affects the whole family. Yeah. And it also affects everything that you do. So let's go on a short break. When we come back, we'll talk more on what we learned in the service. Stay with us. Hallelujah. We can dance. Everybody, come on. Where's your dancing shoes? Yeah, yeah. Everybody to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right, right, to the left, to the right. So he said, You hold the power in your hands, Jehovah, and all creation will proclaim your majesty. The nation bowed on at your throne, proclaiming you reign, you reign. You hold all power in your hand, Jehovah, and all creation will proclaim your majesty. The nation bowed on at your throne, proclaiming you Proclaiming you reign 
Thank you for staying with us. We are back from the break. So, Confidence, can you tell us the, how we can have a real world experience? Okay. Um, how to have a family real world experience? I'll go with point two. Having a spiritual authority in the family who understands spiritual matters and obeys God's principles. Um, like Pastor said, God is not looking for everybody. He loves everybody, but he's looking for one man. And that one man or that one woman could be the leader of the family and then you begin to guide you begin to guide and direct and based on your understanding of spiritual matters and um, god's principles you now start guiding and directing other people to make sure that they can obey the words of god they can do things right you could be that person that could stand up and say okay let there be a difference in the family no matter how you could even come from a family whereby um, they don't pray they don't go to church and everything you could be the one who is instituting the principles and the culture of God in the family. Like what Confidence said, that's where spiritual maturity comes in. When you're spiritually mature, sometimes not all God's instructions might appeal to your senses. But if you're someone who has been on the gap, definitely you have the Holy Spirit and you'll be able to understand what God is telling you to do per time. For me, I think I'll go with point one. It says, having a family member who can hear and obey God's instruction. For me, I think it's not just enough for you to hear. You have to be able to obey. Because sometimes God will give you some instructions. You're not, you're not necessarily comfortable with it. It may not suit you at that particular point in time. But if you really want to have a real boat experience, you want everybody, every member of your family to enjoy their experience, you have to be ready to make that sacrifice, to obey their instruction. Even hearing from God it's not easy. You have to be someone who has studied the word of God, who has been... Exactly. Who has learned how to guide, guide your heart and who has been on the gap, who has been making sacrifices. It's something that, ha- that happens over time. It's not just once. So I think I will go with that point. I think I'll go with the, the sixth point. We have had to experience a real birth family. A family whose household is a place of prayer and intercession. I think I, I love the biblical explan- uh, example that Pastor gave that Isaac prayed for Rebecca. Rebecca prayed for the children and their destiny was structured by God. So when someone bridges the gap, like bridges the gap, then the family, we, there will be a very good experience in the family. Just like in Acts 12 verse 12, where the household of the church of God prayed for Peter while he was in prison. They prayed, they interceded for him, and the angel of the Lord took charge. Okay, can I quickly say something? Um, Okay, what I want to say is that in all this that we've spoken today, 
Uh, so, somebody listening out there will just be like, oh, is it not to pray? Is it not to stand at the gap? And that will not be while. I will just create time to do that. Exactly. But you cannot pray when you are not a true believer, when you've not dedicated your life to Christ yeah, yeah. completely, and when you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. Yeah. Because the same Bible that told us to pray without ceasing also made us to know that the prayer of a sinner is an abomination yes, to so God. Yes. So if you feel that it's just to pray, I will pray, and you've not dedicated your life to God completely, you've not surrendered everything to God, and you've not yielded to the leading of the Holy Spirit, uh, trust me, your prayer is an God does not want to hear you pray. Yes. <laughs> so I think uh, what I'm suggesting is that if you are up there listening to us right now, and you feel there is, there is something still holding you back, just surrender it all to Jesus. And real birth you happen in your life and family. Thank you very much, Matt, for that point. That is the very first thing. The first thing is to surrender your life to Jesus. Some feel like it's just, okay, pray the salvation prayer. When the pastor makes an altar call, they jump out and you have the salvation prayer. But that's not all of it. When you have the salvation prayer, there are certain steps that you still must take in order to ensure that your life is aligned with God. You must give up certain habits. You must adopt new habits. You must be ready to learn and unlearn what you have learned in the past. Thank you very much for joining us today. I liked everything that you guys said, and I really learned a lot. Please be sure to like our page and share our content at MOPK1 on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. Thank you very much. Till we meet again. Bye.